Welcome to the Tech Data World podcast, the independent voice in aerospace, defense, and space technical information, covering all the news, reviews, gossip, opinion, software, standards, and specifications in the information production and deployment field. Yo, yo, yo. Hello, everyone, and welcome to a very, very, very special podcast. Why is it special? Uh, I'm actually traveling around Europe right now, and I am recording this podcast from my hotel room. I'm actually, right now, I've been in um, in Nordrhein-Westfalen in Germany for the last few days and done some uh, meetings and some consulting and a little bit of downtime, and tomorrow... I'm actually moving on to uh, Luxembourg, where I'm going to be doing a week's worth of training, and then moving up to the Dutch-German border, where I'll be doing some more training. And then back to the UK, where I will be doing a, uh, a few days of training, and then, I hope, a couple of days off, uh, before my daughter actually goes on her prom. And... Um, so yeah, so what have I been talking about this week while I have been here in Germany is I've done, if you haven't watched it, a nice little, I say it's nice, that's my opinion, but I have had a couple of emails saying, um, you know, great job, Mike, we appreciated this video and it's a nice approach and that kind of stuff. I've done a little sort of short YouTube video on the th major things that I see S1000D projects getting wrong. And what I've done, I did this basically because we had a question in from somebody saying, hey, Mike, we're about to embark on S1000D. What are the kind of things that you think we should be looking out for? And I thought, well, what a great idea for a podcast. So, and for a YouTube video, which is where it started. And, uh, but what we're seeing is, is we're seeing on our stats that a lot of people are actually wanting and preferring to listen to our content on podcasts. So actually, I've got a little bit of downtime before I meet a customer for dinner this evening. And I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll record into a podcast the things that I spoke about in that video. But you can go over to our YouTube channel and watch that. And um, yeah, keep those questions coming because you guys are giving us the content uh, that we are creating for you. And you can almost guarantee if you've got a burning question around S1000D or around technical documentation or structure in general, you can guarantee that somebody else is having that question. And, you know, we are getting some really good questions in. And um, the latest one we had was from somebody in the United States asking about uh, schedule or scheduled information, whichever way you want to say it, and how to codify those. So we are going to do a tutorial on that too, and hopefully share that with you all very soon. So, but what were the things that I talked about this week whilst I was out on the road on the things that ICS-1000D projects getting wrong? And, um, you know, it, the first thing that I talk about is understanding of the S1000D process. Now, lots of people just read the S1000D specification, they look at the process and they think, well, that doesn't look too difficult, very linear. And on my training courses, we always talk about, you know, how the S1000D process is doesn't really reflect the reality. And, you know, there are things that, in my view, 
and based on experience are actually out of sync. And the understanding of that S1000D process is something that you really need to understand what's going on behind each stage, or actually on the last A to Z of S1000D, I talked about the zones of S1000D, uh, purely because I couldn't think of anything else for Zs, so I made something up. And um, But yeah, you really need to understand the what's going on behind each of those boxes and what it actually means and therefore how it affects an S1000D project. So that was my first thing that I talked about. The second thing I talked about was bending the old way into the new way. And really, this comes down to people really not understanding or can't get their heads around how modular content works. And what I'm seeing, or and certainly over the years, is that we have a way of doing technical documentation in our organizations. And, you know, we we have a clear vision of what it is we want to achieve from our technical documentation from a traditional perspective. What we want it to look like, how we want it to actually be delivered and produced and have our users access that. And a lot of people then really struggle about moving away from that monolithic approach and how do we actually then make S1000D fit into what it is we're trying to achieve. And that's a area of frustration for many organizations but it also if you actually learned the concepts of s1000d modularization and then how it brings everything back together that would help make the right decisions on the project for you the third thing i spoke about and i talk about this a lot on my training courses is where where s1000d stops and where technology takes over and i've said time and time again whether we like it or not you are not doing s1000d without software and you are not going to be able to successfully deliver your s1000d content without software there is no magic lever that S1000D will provide you all of those production guidelines and it will provide you all of the schemas you need to follow and it will give you all of the kind of checkpoints that you need to make a decision on. But it won't help you deliver or produce your content. For that, we need to understand where technology sits. And the area where I spend a great deal of focus on my training courses is explaining how publishers work because a lot of our technical publications people don't understand how the role of CSS and XSL and XSLT and those kind of things sit within the wor world of software and sit within the realm of uh, software and you know so you need to understand at what point S1000D itself has done its job for you and where technology takes over. In fact, whilst I was doing this particular little series, I thought, actually, you know what? I should be doing another one of these, but I should be doing it for uh, the software selection process. And I've come up with about 10, 15 things that I would suggest that you consider before you actually buy a piece of software. And um, so I'm going to do exactly the same for uh, software selection. So, yeah, understanding where S1000D stops and technology actually takes over um, is 
clearly a major area of frustration, but it's also a gap in the knowledge. And the fourth thing I spoke about is we have actually got no idea of what's going on behind S1000D and why S1000D does what it does. Now, if you come from a traditional technical publications background and you understand how technical publications work and you understand all of the inputs and you understand all of the outputs and everything that goes on in between, you can kind of pick up what S1000D is trying to do. It's essentially formalized this process for technical publications production. But a lot of people don't actually understand what's going on behind S1000D. And what I mean by that is that what are, what's it actually based on? How is it actually doing it from a structured language perspective? Do you actually really understand structured languages? Do you really understand what the major components are of a structured language uh, methodology? And you know, on my, I'm talking a lot about my training courses, aren't I? Maybe um, I'll uh, I'll publish some of my slides. I don't know, but the I'd spend a lot of time talking about what is going on behind structured languages and how it does it and why it does it, and um, so that people can actually see that S1000D is just an implementation of a structured language philosophy based on, and then we go in the histrionics of SGML and who started it and why it started and what the components are and that kind of stuff. So actually getting some knowledge of how XML works and why it works in a specific way and what we can then do with it is is very, very important. And so, and the last thing that uh, I spoke about is actually really having no idea why S1000D is doing the things that it's doing, i.e. what problems is S1000D trying to solve and what's actually going on in the background and what are the major benefits that S1000D actually brings to a technical information strategy that you can actually use structure, XML, that kind of thing. And, you know, I, I gave a great... I gave a great, that was my opinion again. I gave a um, presentation a few weeks back where I talked about, um, I actually challenged somebody who was advising in an organization to use S1000D. And on the face of it, there it makes a great deal of sense. You know, use S1000D because it delivers all of these benefits. But the first thing that came out of this guy's mouth and... Um, you know, he, he's seen as a little bit of an expert. Uh, he said, oh, data reuse. And, and that is not, that I repeat, is not a major benefit of S1000D. It might be a project level benefit. It's certainly not an organizational level benefit. And anybody who's been using S1000D for uh, any length of time will see very, very quickly that data reuse is one of those myths around S1000D, the moment you step outside of one project or you need to share some common content across multiple platforms or products or projects. So actually getting to grips with what S1000D is doing and why will really help a project understand some of the methodologies that S1000D imposes on us and asks us to do. 
So those are the things that I talked about on my things S1000D projects get wrong. And what I deliberately did is I deliberately tried to stick to the stuff that not everybody's just out there regurgitating the same old rhetoric that you hear coming out of all organizations. Um, I wanted to focus on the things that are really genuinely will help a project try and achieve that success that uh, we want, obviously, to achieve uh, with our technical documentation, our technical documentation strategies. So there you go. So that's what I've been doing this week um, down in Germany. Been doing a little bit of videoing and um, I'm going to start recording the uh, the things that I'm seeing uh, projects getting wrong when they are selecting software, which may upset a few people. But again, it's about making you successful in making the right decisions for your projects. So I'm Michael Ingledew. I hope you found that useful. Please download our app where you can get more content like this. We are going to start putting a lot more content into our app in terms of this kind of content. And I know there's a lot of you out there that actually want to spend a lot of time listening to our podcast. So it seems that you really like the sound of my voice. So um, until the next one, I will start pulling together. This week, I will also record another catch-up of the A to Z of S1000D, uh, of which today we published the final video up on s1000dworld.com. So go check that out. I'm Michael Ingledew. I'll speak to you very, very soon. Thank you for listening to the TDW podcast. Remember, you can keep your tech data skills current and relevant with a full TDIQ subscription. Visit www.techdataworld.com for more details. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter and YouTube for your next Tech Data World update. Until next time. Until next time.